0: Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by our pal Gary at PartsCaster Concierge. Gary offers custom-designed PartsCaster-style builds and bodies catering to upscale DIY builders. Concierge services are included with every project to ensure every build is perfectly tailored. Gary can assist with design concepts, electronic configurations, hardware selections, and everything in between. Now every DIY builder is working at a different knowledge or skill level, so Gary offers these services on an as-needed basis, so he can be as involved in your build as you need him to be with help sourcing parts or even advice during your finishing or assembly phases. Gary offers flat top, contoured, or edge routed bodies for bolt-on necks, as well as custom pick guards, necks, pre-setups, and other parts and services through builders and guitar techs within Gary's ever-growing network. So if you're on the hunt for a sick custom parts caster project, check out at PartsCasterConcierge on social media or PartsCasterConcierge.com.
1: Hold your beans and kick some teens. It's a fine, fine episode of The Cultured Guitarist. Take two on this episode, in fact. Had a little Mm boo-boo. My name is, again with the idiocy, Al. And with me, as ever, is my faithful companion, clean yourself up, Casper. And we have with us, earnestly, Ed Skullthorpe. (laughs) From (laughs) Earthway Sound. Uh... (laughs) I'm actually pleased with that one.
2: <laughs> you could have gone a lot darker. Works dark, for me, then. man. Works for me. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's good. No, I'm glad. I there's there's a rare moment, folks. Casper approved of the nicknames.
0: It's all good. It could it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> a, a, lot, a lot worse. That yeah.
2: Is. How's it going, Ed? Oh, well, it's going, man. You know, it's a beautiful afternoon and uh, the sun's shining. Can't complain.
1: Excellent. Uh, well, I'm, I'm glad it's a beautiful afternoon. It's a beautiful afternoon here too. It's very, very uh, sunny. It was sunny and warm today. Mm-hmm. Almost a little hot even. I'm looking forward to some real hot days and strapping on the budgie smugglers and getting out in the water, <laughs> <and> flapping <laughs> around like an albino manatee. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a, there's a visual for you folks. Um, I'm a, I'm a hefty feller too, you, so I yeah. do a good impression. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: are you lost. I, I just am destroyed too, your train of thought it totally there, it I? did. Yeah. Um, People can uh, just picture me drifting around in the surf, yep. Gently I'm kind. I'm, I'm
2: kind of glad that I don't know what you look like, really. I'll send, I'll send, you, send you a, a photo. Nice, <laughs> yeah, I'll send
1: you a nudie pic.
2: Oh yeah, no, please do. Please on don't. The bear rug like now I'm Reynolds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Link to my OnlyFans. <laughs>
0: So yeah. now th- this is all my fault. Everyone, you're getting this terrible image of Al uh, riding the surf. Um, and the reason we are take two uh, is my fault. Um, I pulled a I pulled a, an epic moment uh, last time we recorded with Ed, and uh, armed the wrong track, so we didn't record Ed at all. No, it was really good. We had we had us.
1: It, we sounded insane. Oh, we sounded so, so we had two good. Two tracks of oh, you and I, like man. our voices were on point. Oh, I mean, we sounded like insane people because we were talking to nobody. Oh, it was just you and I, just like blah 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 you blah could, blah, right, could, Ed? And then there's uh, nothing, nothing, and you and can, then we just start laughing at yeah. something. <laughs> you could hear a tiny little bit of bleed from one of our
0: headphones, but it wasn't enough to. Re- I mean, we could have tried. I could have really overcompressed mm. that, and you know, you no. Know.
2: Maybe not. The best well, it, it, it might work. It might work out in my favor because I've been known to have my foot in my mouth quite often. So oh. I might have had it. I might have actually had it in my mouth the entire time. Uh, I've, I've
1: done eighty episodes of that so far, sir. <laughs>
2: yeah. So you know, it, we're. It's good. Yeah, we were just practicing. Really. Yeah, it was. It was a really good was.
0: rehearsal. We had a it good rehearsal. It was a good rehearsal.
2: rehearsal. Yeah. Yeah. We're off to a good start. What's, We've yeah. got a great visual in our head to kick this one off. <laughs> I'm sure everybody's very excited. Yeah everybody's all hot. And I know I am.
1: Nobody <laughs> can concentrate now. <laughs> Either they're shaking with desire or they're shaking with horror. Either yeah, way. Yeah.
2: So I'm. You- I'm personally. I'm still thinking about the uh, the the beer that you're drinking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess we should. I mean. I've Nobody's thinking about me lying naked on a bear rug. No. Daddy runs. No. Not. You, it's definitely not. It's you a, kind it's of it's had a me at beer.
2: <laughs> yeah. You kind of had me at beer. Yeah. Um, I think I've done this before, where I
0: just. Uh, kind of talk about what I'm drinking. I, it's from it's from BNA Brewing. It's a local outfit. And uh, it's called Brilliant Idiot, uh, an aggressive Northeast IPA, or New England IPA, I think they call it's that. It's a very fitting beer for... Uh, my position right now. Yeah. yeah. No,
1: it's quite good. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs>
0: I'm taking it all, man. That was all oh, my fun. It was so stupid. Yeah, you know what? It's <laughs> all
1: good. I, I've had I've had my whoopsie mo. In fact, I think Ed has a record with us for the most... Screw ups on the yes. way to getting an episode done. Yes, by us, not by him. <laughs> no, absolutely not him. Like uh, the first time, I completely goofed the time. Yes, that is true. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm I didn't. Sorry. I didn't
0: record him the second we're, time. We're not
1: really normally this uh, completely goofy, but um, oh well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Moving on. Now we got lots to talk about. for what's up this week? <laughs> guitar and or music wise yeah. let's start with ed okay. what's going on for you this week ed
2: hey well um not a lot you know it's sort of it's sort of groundhog day every day now nowadays it's uh you know we're still in lockdown here in ontario so um yeah i i'm doing repairs doing some guitar repairs and and uh keeping the lights on that's about it
0: that's I mean, at least the lights are still on. That's good. That's it's, true. Uh, yeah, you know? it's
2: not. It's not terribly exciting, but you know, things are looking up. Yeah. we're, we're uh, you know, people are getting vaccinated, and I'm optimistic that we'll at least have some uh, some outdoor live music this summer, which yeah. which uh, at this point I would pretty much rip my fingernails out for. Right. So, That's commitment. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm dying for it, man, yeah. and I know everybody else is too. So um, yeah, you know, things are, things are looking up. Things are pretty good.
0: That's good. I don't know if the West coast is any, any indicator of where we're headed, but we actually just got dine-in restaurants back. Oh, good. Um, So
1: it seems to be different province to province. For sure. Uh, two weeks ago, our neighboring province, my home province, Alberta was, uh, uh, on par with, uh, India for new cases per capita. (laughs) Uh-huh. Uh, which is not great. Now they're saying they're going to be open by July, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, take one day at a time, you know. And yep. well, we've
0: come this far; we'll get through it.
1: Yeah, we'll. Yep. Uh, we have to. Lots of lots yeah. of uh, lots and lots of people are getting vaccinated, so that's good. Um, that's going to really slow things down, if not stop things altogether. And uh, you know, we can go back to living like regular human beings again. Find other things to yeah. complain about. <laughs>
2: I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope I, you know. I hope uh, I hope people recognize that that you know through all of this, like over the last year, that it's been the arts that have gotten people through this. Be it be it music or or culinary arts or. Uh, who knows, like, you know, make, oh, yeah. putting models together with their I, kids. Or,
1: yeah. or, I sure hope they do. Or, you know,
2: gardening or, you know, but it's been the arts that have gotten us through this mentally.
1: We've consumed so, the arts at an unprecedented rate during the, during yeah.
2: the pandemic. Like people
1: were I, off uh, of their regular lives for a year. Yeah. Everybody binged watched something. Everybody, <laughs>
0: we all. Are we, are for we like, sure, are yeah. We like 500 days
1: or something like that. Close, close we're, we're getting close,
2: yeah, yeah. I just hope that people value it more and and they don't they don't turn away when there's a ten dollar cover charge to see a band that they haven't heard of.
1: Yeah, me too, man. You know, so I, um, Casper, what have you been up to this week, man? We got a oh. We're, 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 we're going to move moving. on in the conversation. We're going to forget this, and then I'm going to get a message. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to do that thing where I turn around behind me again and uh, talk away from my microphone. Um, I built You know my people can't see you, right? No, I know, but when just... I go like this, they can't hear
2: me. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> the only person in the You don't <laughs> have to... <laughs> I know, but you called me out
0: last time. So I built myself um, a set of shelves for my guitar pedals that are not attached to my board at this point. And... Uh, I'm ha- happy but sad to say that, that both of the shelves are full, <laughs> and uh, I I I want more pedals, but I need to build more shelves and a bigger pedal board. <laughs> so that's what I did yesterday. Um, you and I got a package in the mail. We did, yes. And, uh, I think we should kind of
1: share in that this week. Well, in okay, our guitar that that music. works, yeah, because. So this this week I'm I've been starting to set, I'm setting up a little spot. Yeah, you were saying this last time, um, where I can uh, I don't did I say this last time? Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'll say it again. But I'm setting up a spot at home. Where I'm gonna live stream on my uh, my Instagram. Oh no! Uh,
0: rehearsals. Okay, sorry. You said that you were setting up the space to pra- just to practice in, just to be able yeah, to plug in again.
1: Uh, I, I I am doing that, but I, I'm I'm kind of uh, taking it a little further. Um, I've never been one for consistent practicing. It's just not how I operate. I always want to write or always want to do a thing. Um, and so anybody who's been to my shows, like you would know this Casper, I often, uh, will just make up improvise stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's just, I don't know why, but I've always worked best on stage. Yeah. And, uh, there's, I would say that even the first time I ever saw you play live,
0: um, it was not apparent that you were half winging it like <laughs> it was absolutely looked and I mean you even blew a string right at the end of that show and restrung on stage while keeping everybody entertained entertained sorry <laughs> and and then played that was when you were just releasing yeah, fireflies right it was very yeah very early on in that song's progression so I it was really that show, cool yeah it was really cool
1: um anyways well done yeah I couldn't have blown a string in a more inopportune yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so I yeah I've I don't know why I just I I operate well in that energy and that's When I feel the most inspired and stuff. So um, now that I actually have a a gig booked for the first time in over a year, I want to hit the button. uh, (laughs) Don't don't hit the canned applause. (laughs) We don't need to turn this into a an episode of The Big Bang Theory or (laughs) Home Improvement. Um, (laughs) um, So now that I have this this performance booked. Um and uh, that has kind of uh, spilled into uh, I I might be doing a tour this year, which is a miracle and a half. Mm. Um, it'll be a short one, but yeah, I might actually pull off one small tour in 2020. <laughs> Wait, 2021? twenty twenty. Wait, twenty twenty one. What year is it? Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, <laughs> man. Oh, COVID dates. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah. So I I I realize like. I sat down to play some of my songs and I, I completely, there's some I've completely forgot. Yeah. You know, um, so, I hear you.
0: I did some of that this morning, playing a couple covers. And yeah. I was like, I don't even remember how to play these.
1: And I just, I just get stir crazy, just trying to relearn them, just playing them by myself. So I thought if I turn on Instagram live, then I can at least interact with people and be in my best element. And, you know, <laughs> people can see me screwing up. That's fine. Uh, and I can relearn my material to get ready to, perform again, like a real artist that I'm supposed to be. That's amazing, man. So, that's good news. I, that's great. Really stoked. great. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and then our shared thing is we finally, yeah. I wouldn't even uh, say finally, it's, not, well, it actually came finally along In very, the sense of like, we were just super eager little monkeys. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it came, it came in a very, very timely fashion, fashion. actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we've told we've told everybody, all of our listeners about the uh, the the build series we're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we've finally physically got our grubby little mitts on uh, the necks and bodies, and uh, most of our hardware and stuff is uh, we've we've got that as well in mm-hmm. our possession now. So uh, of course we've been freaking out and and uh, googling. I balled molesting these bodies and, and necks and... and I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know what? No. That's Speak for yourself. And I quote, I'm going to ask my girlfriend if she wouldn't mind sleeping on the couch so I can <laughs> I sleep ne- with my base.
0: I never said that.
1: Uh, I just... Would be weird to try to convince her to is allow that what you it. Said? Yeah. 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 Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> convince her to let it share a space Point on is, my side.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Point is, you wanted to spoon your bass. Uh, you know what?
0: I actually found. Oh, I've been down the rabbit hole in this thing the last few <laughs> days. Got you know the last little things coming that we, I realized we didn't have like you know strap knobs and yep. things. There's All the these little things. Yeah. I gotta get you know I'm still gotta order some strings because I have never even ever in my life bought a set of bass strings ever. Never owned a bass. So that that kind of stuff. Um, which is basically what I've been up to last week. I mm-hmm. got a really honking strap on the way because uh dang, this, yeah, this thing, thing ain't is light, man. It's it's You're... heavy. And I'm stoked that it's as heavy as it's it funny, is. It's funny,
1: our your your our instruments are very opposite in that way. You're... I picked
0: yours up and just about dropped it. It was so light. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I really want uh I really want I wanted mine to be light. Yeah. So I, I, hear I definitely. You. I definitely went all out that way. But uh, it's a huge shout out um, to Trevor Woodland at Vigilant Guitars mm-hmm. and to Gary. Oh, crap. What's Gary's last name? Cooper. Cooper uh, over at PartsCaster Concierge. Um, Trevor at Vigilant made the necks. Gary at PartsCaster made the bodies. And holy dang, uh, yeah. these, these gentlemen. Uh, went above and beyond. They and so both it, worked incredibly hard. These things are beautiful. Can't not, wait to knocked to, it completely out of the park beyond all expectation. Yeah, yeah. can't wait to share them with y'all and yeah, and uh, work on these and do this uh, mini series that we're working on. So and so, I think the rest of some of the other stuff
0: is is in the mail as we speak. So there'll be more updates coming as we yeah get closer.
1: I th- yeah, I know I've got parts. Well, we all our pickups are. I don't know where our pickups are at. They're not shipped yet. No. <laughs> I know that much um and neither is the the pick guard that i'm getting. Right. Uh, those especially. knobs coming for me, right? Uh yeah. Something uh, like that. Anyway, they're not done. There's yeah. there's a lot of parts we're waiting on still, so it's going to be a little bit, but that's okay. Anywho, so i have no plan for this uh this this chat. I don't remember what questions we asked last time. Um well, let's pretend like we didn't so.
0: talk to Ed last time <laughs> and uh <laughs> k- kick it off with uh you know, how did you get, uh, get started and how did Birchway sound, um, become Birchway sound?
2: Um, well, that's a, that's a huge question.
0: <laughs> we'll start right <laughs> at the beginning. No.
2: <laughs> well, it all, it all started in grade three. I no, like I won't go heading. back that far. No, I won't go back that far. Um, no, I, have I've always had a, a passion for, for playing guitar and for music, of course. And, and, um. Like you guys, I'm sure, and and so many other people, I grew up with posters of, of uh, guitars on the wall and stuff like that. So, uh, when I left my last job, I figured, well, what am I going to do now? And and I figured I'd just follow a passion, and um and it led me here. And it, it when I first sort of came crashing through the door at Birchway, I I uh, you know I tried sort of flipping used stuff um which was okay but the you know there wasn't a, a tremendous amount of uh, value in it and um i think last time we spoke about the the the, the tragedy that there's no vintage guitar store in hamilton
1: yeah but um, that's, like we were talking we we did talk about this last time it, it's yeah such a hard game to get into to really get into because you just need such a ridiculous pile of cash to get into that
2: you need a ridiculous pile of cash or or you need um you need a lot of connected people who already have a bunch of stuff to sell and and it would all have to be consignment so um yeah it's if you weren't in that game 20 years ago you just can't get into it now
1: yeah and and, Um, you know i was i was thinking about this after we talked about it but like when you when you think about the real vintage players in the world and i think everybody kind of the default one that most people go for is norman's rare guitars yeah um that was a guy who started doing the vintage thing in the 80s when the vintage yeah. market was pretty much rock bottom like there wasn't yeah. a vintage market it was just used old guitars yeah and yeah. he was doing it just as a side hustle while playing in bands and you could still buy a 59 les paul or something for just you know a couple thousand bucks it wasn't a huge thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's that,
1: um, Yeah, you know, and that that was hefty money for one of those. Yeah, <laughs> and, sure it was. And now it's like, all right, um, somebody wants to sell their '59 Les Paul. Who's going to remortgage their They're, house?
0: Yeah, I was just going to say that to buy. That's that right. Thing. Like, yeah. It, yeah. you know,
1: it's it's either yeah. it's either you remortgage your house to buy it, or Joe Bonamassa comes out of nowhere and scoops it and uh, that's raises, right. raises the value another fifty grand. So
2: yeah,
1: yeah, um, the yeah it's
2: is it's brutal. Into, yeah yeah so you know you, you sort of I, you put your thumb on the pulse, so to speak, when you open a business and, uh, and you sort of see what the appetite is or, or where there's a bit of a void and And all the while I, I started noticing um, a lot of Canadian brands and and had exposure to a lot of Canadian brands and Canadian builders. and I thought, you know what this like this is world class stuff. There is no no shortage of, of quality and innovation and design
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, with what we're doing here in Canada at all.
0: We've run into and, that um, a few times, actually many times, with other guests yeah. and, you know, uh, players from elsewhere, builders from elsewhere in the world that say, yeah. you know, some of the things coming out of Canada are just out of this
1: world. We had, we had a couple of uh, yep. pedal builders in particular say that the best pedal builders in the world are in Canada right yep. now, which is, yeah, uh, There's some you know, that's... Uh, your opinion may vary
2: yep. out there, but uh, sure. Um, yeah, but it's just it 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 it's enough. It's enough of a product uh, spread to certainly fill a store. And um, a lot of the a lot of the builders, especially guitar builders, they're following. They, they've got a good following, and they're making a reasonable living uh, building and selling their creations. But they're very regionally based. Yeah. So, you know, they they might get the odd the odd request or the odd purchase of one of their builds um, you know, to be shipped off somewhere else in the world, but it happens very rarely. Um most of the time, you know, they might have they might have a local sort of super fan that has three of their guitars. You know, that that sort of thing, or or they'll be there'll be onesies and twosies, you know, they might sell one <laughs> a, a province this or two away, good. right? But local, then they do, local they, super they...
1: fan that has uh, two or three of their guitars, huh, Casper? <laughs> yeah,
2: you hey shut man. up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> as, soon, as soon as you said that, Ed, <laughs> <laughs> Casper's, <laughs> Casper's face just was like, oh, I've been nailed. <laughs> I
2: told you I have, I have my thumb on the pulse. Right? Yeah, as man, as he looks over at his Kron Bowers. Yeah. <laughs> What yeah, so that, so that so I I kind of <laughs> recognized that and I thought, you know what? Why not why not just stock Canadian branded stuff? Why not just go all Canadian as as much as I can anyway? And uh, and that's what I did. And and you know, I'm I'm barely scratching the surface of what we have here in Canada, what we have to offer um as far as pedals and and guitars and amps and uh, you know, it's just astonishing uh, what we're doing here and uh, and it's a great thing to be involved with and uh, I'm pretty proud of it
1: That that is really cool man. And yeah, and uh, we're I mean, obviously we're pretty stoked on huh? that's why we wanted to talk to you in the first place Um, and in fact you Sold me the pedal that completed The all Canadian touring board. I put together last year. Mm-hmm
2: yeah the uh the demi dash right yes sir That's right. another amazing pedal and an amazing builder out of winnipeg yeah totally yeah i yeah.
1: i unfortunately sold that pedal um no only because i wanted to get the v2 deluxe yeah
2: well there um, you go yeah and it wasn't yeah. like
1: it didn't really leave the family though either no
2: so no it went
1: to uh went asher. To good buddy asher at caulfield cables because yeah cool so it was I was happy to pass that on to him.
2: Yeah, Steve Steve's doing some great stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. My, my mistake. He's, he's,
1: <laughs> my mistake was selling it before I got the V2. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a boo-boo on my part. Uh, yeah. and I'm sure you know this, but it's stanking hard to get a hold of one of Steve's paddles. Every time yeah, he releases it's... a batch, the stupid things are gone right away.
2: He's created such a demand for them, and rightfully so. He's he's really done a tremendous job in designing that pedal, and it sounds so good. Yeah, yeah, and it looks and and remarkable. and I've sold I've sold those pedals to um uh you know a, a remarkable array of players, you know everything from from uh, like a rockabilly player to a metal player, um a uh, uh, sort of jazz fusion player uh it just fits man you know it, it just it is a it, huge it just works. toolbox yeah. oh yeah. my god and that's that's just but, that, but still,
0: that lone pedal just has so much capability in that so yeah factor it's
2: amazing yeah and that's kind of what i what i look for i i mean i'm i'm an old school guy right i i like the sort of one stomp idea of of a pedal right if i'm you know i'm gonna i'm gonna find the setting that i like this is just me as a player talking um, I'm gonna find the setting that I like and I'm pretty much gonna leave it there for the most part and I'm gonna stomp on it to do that one thing and I'm gonna stomp on it to turn it off yeah I'm pretty close and <laughs> and um, it's it, it it's nice to have other other things in that toolbox but um, you know as as soon as there's as soon as there's uh you know seven or eight toggle switches and a dozen, and a dozen knobs to turn and, and three buttons to press, I I kinda shy away from it. Like the, um, the
0: Empress ecosystem. Oh like, boy. That, that's a that's a that was pedal. a
1: wonderful delay pedal, but it was it was You needed a computer oh, engineering. Man, you just I just I am an ultra light yeah. pilot and that thing is the space shuttle. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Like it was like
2: Yeah, I mean the, the thing oof. could power seven forty seven. Yeah, it you was know, a very powerful. It's, and, and you can get lost and, and, you know and, and there's no obviously there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's an absolutely incredibly astonishing pedal to play with, but you need two weeks to sit with it <laughs> to really discover at least um, where it can take you. And, and you better strap yourself in. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I love that pedal and it, it started off as the delay pedal for the All Canadian board. Um, and it served me very, very well. But uh, there was there was two things that, that really threw me with that thing, and this isn't a fault of the pedal. This is a this is me. This right. is Al's an ape. Um, number one, <laughs> way too complicated for me. So much going on. I mm-hmm. mean, it is it is it, It's like having the genie and the lamp at your feet for freaking delay. It's crazy, but at the same time, that's that's like death by. death. Options like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> for me, <laughs> uh, it was it was option paralysis for sure. I just there was so much going on and figuring it all out and being like, I, and you know, and not only is there so much going on and so much to program and so many parameters on each delay, but it's a dual engine delay. It runs two delays at once if you want it to. So. Yeah. It was like, oh, each of these is double? I can, I can remember <laughs> oh, when God. we were
0: talking about it and you were, <laughs> you were like showing me some things and I could just like watch your eyes glass over as you were trying so, to explain so, it. And
1: some people it's thrive in oh, that yeah. environment and, and, and they crush it. With, I mean, the patches that you see people post out there with that pedal are just insane. Um, yeah. And at the time, up until just not too, maybe a year ago, a little over a year ago, um, I was still hunting for a good quality power supply. Uh, which is one thing that is not offered in the Canadian market mm-hmm. um, is a really boutique power supply.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would like to see uh, radial do something like that. Yeah. I keep expecting they're to, the yeah, ones that don't, are kind of <laughs> what to do it.
1: Um, but so at the time I had a, a power supply that had functionally worked for a long time, but as I really leveled up the pedal board uh, into much, much more high end pedals, um, things started, uh, you started noticing a little more, uh, noise, uh, high end pedals, like high end power, well, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And Empress, no one is more finicky about their power than Empress. Um, and there's so much so that they have a list and this is probably the biggest flaw I think with, with going with Empress, they have a list of power supplies that work with what pedals they offer. Yeah. Um, and you better check that list cause, uh, Otherwise, you're, you're going to cause problems for yeah. yourself. If not damage. Potentially damage, yeah. yeah. The thing I noticed is, I because I was using a crappy power supply, and this is my fault, not Empress's. Yeah. I want to be clear on that. Um, every time I would step on my delay pedal, the power was ugly. And so if I didn't step on the pedal carefully, if I, like, left my foot off the pedal quickly, the button would snap back, and there would be a huge Bang! that would come through my signal, mm-hmm. um, and it would delay. <laughs> 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 uh, and, and it was just awful sounding. So uh, that, yeah, I, I did get a, a better power. Uh, I wound up getting a Strymon Zuma, which solved that power issue. But I, I definitely did move on from that Empress as well, because it was just way more than I knew how to handle. Yeah. And so.
2: There's been an interesting shift with with pedals, uh, just in in the last ten years, even with with the digital platforms that they've been using, uh, just offering infinite possibilities, uh, sort of at the end or at the beginning of the circuit that they're that they're kind of plugged into, and um, you know that that Empress pedal is a good example, um, and a lot of other pedals that are coming out, uh, the digital platform has allowed them to kind of change the their their marketing demographic more towards the studio or the home studio musician as opposed to the live performer mm, mm-hmm. so that that empress pedal you know and and especially the the quality of the sound of those digital um, delays are equal if not if not better sounding than some of the more more boutique um, rack mount delays that you oh, would get it, for a professional studio. I'll right? be straight so,
1: up and say, like most of the sounds I heard in that pedal were second to none. I've, I've absolutely never heard anything yeah. sound. I've heard things. Yeah. I, I would say there's probably there's brands out there doing equal, but I haven't heard anything that I would say is
2: better. Mm. Yeah, like they're at the so, top of the top. So so you could spend you could spend you know three four thousand dollars on you know a, a sort of the the quintessential rack mount delay for a studio or you can go out and get that Empress pedal for a fraction of the price and have all of that and more for your home studio and uh, so the 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 digital technology that's coming out now is just it, it it's breathtaking what they can do and you know 10 years ago I I'd, I'd sort of turned my nose up at it I think you know. There's nothing really. It's still. It'll never match. It'll never match what you can do in a in a proper studio. But now it's if you know what you're doing. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's, crazy. it's pretty incredible. The, the you know the,
1: the processing power that's yeah. out
2: there. The. It's the pretty incredible
1: time that these these guys are putting in.
2: Yeah. So now though now pedals. Pedals now have. Um, the audio quality of of studio rack mount stuff from from the '80s, you know. Oh yeah. Um, and and they've got all these incredible options, like uh, like the uh, Doctor Scientist atmosphere.
0: Yeah. Mm.
2: You know, if if you need a reverb for your home studio, and you're on a little bit of a budget, um, my goodness, the, the the stuff you could do with with that pedal yeah uh you know there, there there isn't a reverb that that you would be wanting for in your home studio you know if you if you if you've got a like a desktop computer and a you know pair of decent monitors and some good software and a couple of little gizmos and gadgets to interface with it all that's a great reverb to use mm-hmm. so yeah. my favorite um, mine as well yeah I- incredible so you know it, it operates beautifully as as a pedal but also it can do studio quality reverb which is a pretty amazing thing
0: many different studio quality
1: reverbs oh uh, yeah (laughs) yeah i I think the only and this isn't a flaw this was a design choice that that ryan and and neil made with that pedal the only thing that might irk some people is that mono uh choice they made um you know if you wanted to do stereo with the doctor scientist you'd have to have two
2: Mm mm-hmm yeah, it also has a MIDI out, though. True, that's true. Yeah, right. So we're,
1: we're
0: imbeciles and don't know how to run that. but.
2: <laughs> Neither do I. That's you know that's that's been around for for twenty five years and it's still alien to me. So yeah. it was it was
0: amazing having them Ryan and Neil try to explain MIDI to us. It was comical. Yeah, we like, keep. Oh yeah, we
1: kept saying that we should have have them on just to give a, a MIDI lesson on yeah. air. Um <laughs> yeah. which I'm sure would be helpful to other people out there. And I'll still come away from it just like, oh
2: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm still like, like I said, I'm an old stool, old school stomp guy. Right? It's on. It's off.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's how it. I work as well.
2: Like yeah. it's <laughs> yeah, it. You know, I said it. I forget it sometimes i'll sit and noodle with it but really i'll usually end up putting it back to the setting that i started with
0: (laughs) that's the hardest thing though yeah because i get into the atmosphere and i get run around and around and around and get off my my presets get off my my
1: benchmarks you don't save it you're fine what you can save it as long as you don't yeah oh you don't save your patches (laughs) you can do that (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah. Uh <laughs>
0: So it, I actually I didn't know you could do that, but I don't know how to do it. So um, <laughs> uh, I always I always end up getting just way off. I I and, will and okay. lost so trying to get back my, to where I my was. My
1: approach with pedals like the atmosphere or or the ecosystem from Empress or uh when I had uh when I had the Strymon uh delay uh timeline? Timeline, yeah. Uh It's a great um, delay, too. It's a great delay, yeah. Or uh, even way back when I had the uh, TC uh, Nova system, the no, no, not the Nova system. I had er, Space, the Space from uh, Eventide. That's what even I was thinking of. Um, the first thing I do with any pedal like that, or the DL, the DL fours I've had, is I relearn how to save patches. And that's the one thing i make sure i know how to do because <laughs> if you know how to save your patches you're going to be okay if you somehow accidentally reset the thing you can take the you know you can take a little time you can reprogram a patch and you can save it you're like whew, okay you get back to that's but that for me that's one thing i have to know um because otherwise i get myself in trouble <laughs> yeah so it uh, the doctors the the atmosphere it it's it's a, it's you'll It's a real easy one to learn how to save patches on. I know a guy. Yeah. Teach me how to do that. There's also some manuals. You could probably spare the guy's time. I meant you. (laughs) (laughs) Have
0: you seen the manual for that thing? that's true. (laughs) Like, that's a tome. Honestly,
1: you know who taught me how to save patches? Eric Merrill. Oh, nice. On YouTube.
0: (laughs) That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. He does that thing where he teaches people how to use stuff.
1: Yeah. That's the best way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Good plan. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> always, there's a YouTube, there's always a, a demo guy out there making a demo for every pedal. I mean, maybe not like a Boss DS-1, but most other pedals. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, you know, Ryan's like an hour and a half away, yeah. so he can always waste his time. Which, by awesome. the way, that's a serious perk. Totally. Living in the Okanagan, you can be neighbors with Dr. Scientist pedals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I didn't ask you this last time man but where did the name Birchway come from?
2: Um well a number of things my uh, my grandparents lived on a street called Birchway and um and uh, that was in the UK but uh, Birchway is is kind of a is, it, I don't know it's kind of a tongue in cheek way of saying Canadian way cuz birch trees are are very very uh, native to Canada, and they're all over Canada, from coast to coast. Um, it's you know, so they're it's a very prominent tree. So you know, it's We're it's just kind infested of
1: infested a... with trees up here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. So uh, and, and I love birch trees. So um, yeah, I just uh, I, I thought it would make a good a good name really. And uh, when I named the business that I, I I actually I had no idea that I was going to be going all Canadian, but uh, it worked out well. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it.
1: All right. Yeah. I should have intelligent questions right now. Why don't I? Why don't I do that, man?
0: <laughs> There's uh, two parts to that. There's intelligence and questions, and you're missing both at this time. But... <laughs> all right, where's your list of intelligent
1: questions here? Huh?
0: I... I yeah, I didn't write any down. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so you've got to work with a bunch of you know Canadian builders, Fredericks Guitars, for example. Um, yeah, uh, list some of the other um, you know other builders you're you're working with, and and what are some of the perks that you've. Uh, you know, because obviously you get to play things like an Orbitron or these these all Canadian built guitars. Oh
2: man, that's right. Yeah,
1: I want one so bad.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're really cool. Yeah, he's he's doing some great stuff. Um, and uh, and yeah, the the Frederick line is, has been a lot of fun to be involved with. Um, you know, we've uh, we've had a lot of really good discussions, uh, Curtis and I about design and and where to go with it and he just you know he just he just takes it and and runs and you know he he'll come back a month or two later and pull something out of a gig bag and it'll be like holy moly what have you done (laughs) (laughs) and uh and it's just wonderful yeah really great a lot of fun um uh gillard guitars uh jay gillard is is a Mm -hmm. wonderful uh very gifted builder so good um, he's done some tremendous stuff. We were involved in a really great project a couple of years ago that that um, uh, upcycled some some wood from a vintage uh, or a heritage building downtown Hamilton, and we raised a lot of money for a local charity that um, that keeps music in schools, which was a lot of fun to be part of the 99 James Project.
1: Yeah, he still he still does that, right?
2: Uh, no, there's, there were only 25 made, uh, and there's still a couple of left.
1: Oh, okay. I've just, okay. I've seen the guitars out there still. And
2: yeah, they're pretty be- cool. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, Alexander James out in Peterborough is a wonderful builder. Um, very, very bespoke. His, uh, his guitars are some of the nicest I've played. Uh, absolutely really, really inspiring to play. Um, dag leash guitars out of montreal i've got um i've got uh i, I had three i've got two left of his guitars in the shop uh, another wonderful builder really cool design um, no compromise in, in quality or materials uh and um dickert harold dickert guitars he was the first one that i had in the shop uh he was the the, the first one to sort of uh commit to letting me sort of profile his instruments he's an incredible builder um, and uh, a real conservationist the the, the guy's uh, the guy's an encyclopedia of tree species and uh, he tries to incorporate mostly native woods in his builds so he'll he'll use a, a really wide array of tone woods in his builds and um, once you play them they're just incredible very inspiring guitars uh, a lot of fun. And there's uh another one another local one, uh Grace and Mercy Craftworks. I don't have any of his guitars in the shop at the moment. Um, but another incredible builder. Um yeah. And there's uh there's um so many. My goodness, there's so many uh that I've spoken to, that I've met. Um Going out to the Sonar uh, Guitar Festival in Montreal. I don't know if you,
1: yeah. you guys have heard of that. Yeah, we yeah. know Sonar. Uh, uh, it's one of those ones we hope to get to. Sebi from. Uh, uh,
2: yeah, Seb from Ground Control. Yeah. Control yeah. He and yeah. uh,
1: Florian from uh, Millimetric. That's right. Um, they're kind of they kind of help organize that, I think. And,
2: That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's mostly Florian's. Uh, gig. Yeah,
1: Florian kind of is the the main guy behind it, right? Mm-hmm. That's
2: right. Yeah. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, what what an inspiring trip that was. No doubt. Uh really amazing.
1: Yeah, Florian's and, and, uh, Florin's a really cool guy, I really like his builds. As well. Oh yeah. If
0: you ever want to guy, yeah. a guitar,
1: and, that's yeah. one of them, man. Holy.
2: Oh my goodness. Yeah. What 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 an incredible designer he is. Yeah. We were we, super um, fortunate
1: to get to play one. So <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Ryan from from Doctor Scientist has one. And uh yeah. he when we went and, and interviewed him and Neil uh, I looked over at his guitar rack, and I was like, oh, my gosh, you have a Millimetric. I love those things. This is the yeah. insane
0: part. And, nice. then,
1: and then he's like, yeah, you should take it with you. Try it. Play it out. And I was like, no, 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 no! I'm not doing that, Ryan. That's like a $4,500 guitar. No, no, I'm not not doing that. And he's like, yeah, no. take it. And he would not he would not let me leave without taking his guitar. He went, like, dug <laughs> through a storage room for a uh, case
0: that it fit in. Yeah. He's like, no, no, you're taking <laughs> and it. And this is
1: after he told us a story about loaning out his uh, seven thousand dollar gem. gem that yeah. he never got back.
2: <laughs> I was like, oh I no, I don't want to take your guitar, please. But uh, I did, <laughs>
1: yep. Uh, and I and I loved it, and uh, Casper loved it. Mm-hmm. And we both want millimetrics now. And uh, Florian has a two and a half year wait, so he stopped taking orders for a little bit and uh, broke our hearts.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and perfectly understandable.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, why would you still have a? a <laughs> two and a half year wait is insane. That's a, and he, he doesn't, you know, he, his output is pretty good for a one man shop.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He's, he's always yeah.
1: finishing up a few a month. And it's just like when you're still two and a half years behind, that's crazy. That's, that's, that's called that's success. A, that's a lot of demand. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Wonderful builder. So, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's a great festival. Uh, if anybody, if anybody, you know, from, well, anybody in Canada who's, uh, a, a guitar enthusiast, when that festival starts back up again, I highly encourage you go to that because that is um, just incredible. I, I was, I was just blown away with, uh, with what I saw there.
1: So how have you, how um, have you weathered the pandemic? Cause brick and mortar shops, you get, you get hit the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not like Amazon sitting online when people are online more raking them more money. You're, you're in a risky position, and how how's yeah. that been for you? I know you answered well, this from last time,
2: but you know it's a good question. I'm I'm, I'm glad you asked that because <laughs> I I uh, took the opportunity to make an online store. So, <laughs> nice. so so uh, so everything's available online uh, now. It is anyway. I uh, I was selling stuff on Reverb, um, but I kind of just got a little fed up with them, so. I uh, I did my own thing, and um, yeah, everything's available online. Um, and I started a, a guitar string subscription service too. So if you're uh, if you're sort of out in, in the middle of of uh, rural Canada, which isn't a hard place to get to,
1: <laughs> nope, and, uh... <laughs> that's most of our country, in fact. Yep. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. So uh, if you're out there and and uh, you're tired of playing dead guitar strings. Um, jump online to the website either mystrings.ca or birchwaysound.ca and um, select your strings and I'll ship you some once a month. So that's kind of how I did it. So I I, I do repairs, uh, guitar repairs, and and that uh, keeps the lights on. You know, keeps mm-hmm. the uh, keeps the water flowing at the shop. Right. I haven't had to buy cheap beer yet, which is a good thing. That is good. <laughs> um, uh, did it, you,
1: um, oh, sorry, you,
0: you go for it. I was going to say, because uh, you don't just do um, like the brick and mortar um, shop either. Don't you have other spaces that, that operate as well within
2: the building? Yeah, I, well, well, I, I, I were, do, I and, I, and I I did. I was doing a, a monthly, I was hosting a monthly uh, songwriters workshop. Yeah. And, um and uh, through, the, uh, through the Hamilton Regional Songwriters Group. And um, I had a couple of teachers that were working out of there. So I had a guitar teacher and a vocal coach that were uh, using the space upstairs um, to do weekly sessions as well. So, so you know, that was going along quite nicely, but of course that, that all yeah. came crashing down. And, and, you know, so I'm looking forward to, the, to that starting up again. Um, when, when we can, when everybody's comfortable with that, I hope we can get back to that. Yeah. Cause it, it, it helped. It, it, it helps, you know, not, not necessarily, uh, monetarily, but it just helps with, with just flow. You know, it, it you gotta, when you have a, a space like that, it's a musical space. It's not just a retail store. It's a musical space and you need to have people, you need to have creative people flowing through it. Yeah. You know, um. Uh, it's it's so important.
0: Kind of sets um, because, sets the vibe to the whole space.
2: Yeah, it really does, and um, and you can feel it. It's it, it's a tangible feeling mm-hmm. uh, in the space, uh, you know. So I'm I'm looking forward to having that return there. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, like you're, it's it's a it's the community is a circular thing. It it needs to be nourished and and enriched. You can't just take from it and 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 you know be enriched it, it, it a rising tide light raises all boats so if you don't have your boat in yep. the water with the rest of them yeah you know yeah or if, or if you are the only boat in the water that that's it's not as great so i, I think it's yeah I, I love i love that's the best thing about independent stores i think you know you're, yeah i you're think i think they're the so important more than a chain.
2: Yeah, we have, uh, just in the downtown core, we have four shops um, that, you know, we're all sort of in separate neighborhoods of the downtown core, and, uh, and the four of us do uh, very different things. We have a different sort of approach to what we're doing business-wise, and we have, um, you know, sort of our own little band of loyal followers, <laughs> and I, as you do, right, with, uh, yes. with a local shop. Um, but we're all very supportive of each other which is which is really great too. Uh, we're all very supportive of each other. We send clients back and forth. you know we recommend each other um, if somebody's looking for a particular thing and, and one of us might not have it, but we know one of the others will. Um, we send people back and forth which is which is really great. It's uh, such a great community to be a part of.
1: Yeah that's that's really awesome. Um, did you find? like have you found i should say during the during the pandemic and during all the social distancing um you know with people having more time at home and and kind of indulging in their interests a lot more um did you did you notice an uptick in sales or did you see was it kind of the opposite you noticed a a lot less because you know foot traffic was non-existent and uh um you know what did you, did you could you tell that kind of a thing and was it like a, or was that a challenge you had to kind of? Work it it wasn't
2: something. Yeah, it, it wasn't something that I could really that that I could really predict or measure. Um, there was a time last year, sort of towards the end of the summer, where o- over about a month and a half, I sold more pedals online than I had sold in the previous year combined, and. And I thought, oh, okay. Well, this is really cool. Like, if this is, if this is the way it's going to be, then, then this is great. You know, this, this, this is. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll get, I'll get a little bit of cash flow in the shop, and and uh, you know, I'll be able to bring in more product, and and this will be wonderful. And then it just abruptly, rather abruptly, dried up for no apparent reason. Mm. And you know, I, I'm I'm sure you could, some kind of analyst could study. You know what's going on culturally, or you know with lockdown, or with this and that, uh, at the time, and 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 kind of overlap it and say, you know, this is the reason why there was an uptick, and this is the reason why it kind of died out. Um, but I I don't know. It it just it it ebbed and flowed as much as everything else did um, in the last year. So it was uh, yeah it 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 wasn't something that I could say, well, you know, no worries. Next month I'll sell X amount of pedals and, you know, X amount of guitar strings or something like that, and 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 uh, therefore I can count on having X amount of dollars. But I couldn't do that. I just had to hope for a pleasant surprise.
1: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Like, working, you know, I worked music retail for a, a bunch of years, um, at a, it was an independent shop, and then it became along McQuaid, and um, you know, I worked I worked there for a while while it was independent, and then I worked there for a couple of years while it was Long McQuaid. But I, so for I our know. American listeners, Long McQuaid is kind of like a it's guitar the, center, kind of yeah. It's it's the biggest yeah. music chain in Canada. There's 80 something stores, and it's the reason guitar centers not in Canada. It's because they, they can't be. There's no they, there's no market for them here. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And, and you know it was always interesting working through there's a couple of periods that were always interesting working in the store. Um, one is obviously you know heading into Christmas because Christmas in North America is the shopping season mm-hmm. um, and people just go bananas and and you're you're on your feet hustling all day every day and and you know it can be a bit crazy working working retail. Um, but then there's always on the flip side, uh, music retail in summer was always like, do people still live in my town? Where are they? <laughs> like, I haven't seen anyone yeah. all week. Yeah. Or, you know, it was yeah. there's a lot of challenges. And I, when the store was independent, um, you know, I watched the I watched the store owner this this wonderful guy. <laughs> he smoked a lot more in summer, <laughs> 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 and it's not that he was like maybe smoking less in winter, but. Um, he was sure driven to smoke for different reasons. <laughs> Accounting yeah. was more complicated in winter, uh, before during and slightly after Christmas. Um, but in summer there was a lot more stress for him. Uh, did you, do you find that as well? You know, or is it, uh, has it been a different experience?
2: Um, well, it I mean, it depends, uh, if it depends on whether or not there's a pandemic, <laughs> <laughs> But um, I, I'm, I'm lucky that I, I do have a lot of uh, professional clients who, uh, you know, who make their living slinging a guitar, right? So um, a lot of them come through the shop and, and a lot of them, bless them, uh, you know, send a lot of people my way. So uh, it's, it's the repairs that sort of keep it afloat. And... Um, and then the pedal sales and, and guitar sales and stuff like that is uh, is sort of the gravy on top uh, for now anyway until things hopefully change um but yeah so I, i've been lucky that way in that I, I don't really have to i don't have a warehouse that i that i have to fill with off made uh, offshore made stuff that i need to sell in order to pay for the warehouse mm-hmm. then- right I, i've got a small space that i can manage fairly well on my own um, and you own
1: your your building
2: and i own the building yeah so so it, it works out well um uh, you know I'll, I'll, I'll never uh i'll never own a a, a yacht <laughs> let alone a sports car but that's fine that's cool I've, I've got uh i've got a nice uh i've got a nice guitar collection so i'm happy
1: there's always somebody selling <laughs> just an ugly like 89 mustang you
0: know, you yeah. know, could... <laughs> old Fox body four cylinder. Yeah. I don't know if that
1: counts as a sports car per se, but <laughs>
0: yeah. You
1: could put a fin on the back, and <laughs> there you go. I'll get a
2: I'll get a, I'll get a Joe Bonamassa t shirt and a straw fedora, and go cruising.
0: Yeah, get you know what? Yeah, you know, just... what, the Mustang. You got to get a Fiero. Uh, just. <laughs> <laughs> It's a real sports car back
1: in you know, the day. I don't know what it is with those Fieros, but I've seen so many Fierros with uh Ferrari badging on them. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, it's, oh yeah, it's the weirdest thing. Yeah, people will use yep. the Fierro as a
0: kit platform to build like a the like world's
1: a, most anemic-engined, yeah, like <laughs> Ferrari yep.
0: look like Yep, it just looks, yep. it looks like a Ferrari. There's lots of those kits out there from all a whole bunch of different models. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's, they're disgusting. That's. I,
1: to me that's like having a real nerdy partner that you're dating and slapping like a supermodel sticker kit on them <laughs> sticker kit for your partner yeah like <laughs> so is you're is that you're, a thing you're, you're, no but that's what I'm ta- that's, that's what I'm getting at like it's like you like whatever whoever, whoever whatever you're dating i'm not i'm not assigning a gender to this cuz that'll get me in trouble but you know you're, you're dating this person, and let's say they're a little nerdy, and you want to be cool, so you go out and you buy like the I, I don't who who's the super uh, Cindy Crawford. Uh, that's the only supermodel I wow. know. Wow,
0: that's dating you.
1: I know I'm I'm 40, man. <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> I don't remember model names. Anyway, <laughs> doesn't matter. Your supermodel of choice, <laughs> dressing a three up as a nine. Tonya Harding, a super... No, that's a figure skater. That's a figure skater. Why I remember I think about? it's, it's, it it's kind of like
2: it, kind of like having an Epiphone Les Paul and then going out and buying
1: yeah a Gibson like nineteen sixty eight
2: Gibson original pickups. <laughs> I'm putting
1: well, them in it. I don't even think it's that, man. It's that's stickers. better. That's That's better than it's what I'm thinking. It's literally just putting I'm the I'm thinking on. it's like you're dating somebody and you don't like the way they look, so you happen to stop by a Halloween shop, one of those pop-up ones that comes up every, you know, right before Halloween every year, and and, and you buy, like, a a, a mask, like a, just a cardboard mask. You are digging such for, a deep for, hole right yeah. now.
0: I'm just letting you do it.
1: We, I, well, yeah. It's like you stop in one of those Halloween shops... And you bought a cardboard <laughs> Idris album mask, stopping. and you put it on that person that yeah. you're that you're dating, and you're just, and then you walk around introducing them like, "Hey, I'm dating Idris Elba. and you're like, "No, you're, that's a geek in a cardboard mask. What kind of cruel person are you? Like, that's what driving a Fiero with Ferrari badging is. Mm. All right, that, none of this has anything to do with guitars." None none why am i down this rabbit hole i don't Casper? know
0: i don't know but i'm gonna ask a question of ed again oh good back okay. to ed yeah go back so you, you said you had a a gu- guitar collection now is that inventory or is that your own and uh if I mean, it's he you... does own the inventory <clears throat> and if it
2: was it is uh it is it is a little bit of column a and a little bit column b
0: so let's uh let's let's delve into the personal quote unquote collection and what are some of the axes and other gear you have in that collection of your own that you play or that you you have kind of collected over
2: <laughs> the years um well I I, I I had a good job before I started this this uh, crazy thing so so this I is had gonna be a really
0: l- cool list you're telling me
2: just kind of before. I had a, a little yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm at the point now where uh where I'm selling off a few things because I, I just want the this sort of bucket list stuff that that I've always wanted, you know, the the posters that I used to have on my wall when I was fourteen, I want those guitars now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, some of those posters were like, like, like I'll never own a '58 Les Paul.
1: What? Are you sure? mm-hmm.
2: I shouldn't say never, but the chances are I'm not going to own one of those guitars. But you know, I I, I own a 1970.
1: And for yeah, that, 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 you have extreme jealousy from me because a 70s les paul deluxe is one of my fantasy axes gold top preferably but i would take a clown burst one (laughs) i hate heritage cherry Sunburst les paul's i I think they're hideous but i would i would rock one of those
2: because i i would i wouldn't want to own anything made by gibson after say
1: 1992 really yeah wow I I'll, I'll stick with Gibson right up until about 0426 uh 2013 is really? the latest for me
0: yeah Oh, that's del- that's that's long into the downtrend I think isn't it
1: I mean, um, it's not rock bottom it, it's it's it, I mean you know th- this is getting into like personal opinions and stuff uh they were certainly on a downward trend after about uh in my opinion uh, the late 2000s, yeah. That's um, why it, I it it kinda, didn't like get over to over like. Six, I maybe. won't touch it until until about 2013, mm. and that's where it's like. Mm.
2: Yeah, me. It's it's much earlier than that. I, I work on them though, so it's it's. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I have a bit of a different perspective. I don't know, but um, yeah. I it's, I, I mean, they're, they're like any other. They're like any other instrument, you know. Uh, the, they really made some stinkers, over the years. Uh, And I I think we spoke about this last time. You know, if if you have a vintage guitar, and it's uh, you know it's all original and it still has the hang tags and still has the factory original strings (laughs) and everything, mean it's a gooder. (laughs) Yeah, like just you know, why does it have that? It was either bought and just shoved under a bed, Mm -hmm. or or it never sold because it was just a dog to begin with. Yeah. I think you we know? talked
1: about like Hoffner and well, the Beatles uh, and all that we, last yeah, time. But, uh, yeah. People yeah. worship at the altar of vintage guitars yeah. way too hard, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's like a 59 Les Paul is the Holy Grail. Uh, 54 yeah. Strat is the blah, 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 blah. blah and uh, almost nine out of 10 people who say that have never touched either one.
2: Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, I've, I've played some real stinkers that are vintage guitars, you know, that that if you were to throw them up on reverb would would fetch a a completely ridiculous price and um and whoever would buy it would would either be a collector that that plays nothing but cowboy chords so they'd be happy with it or they'd be really upset because it would be such a dog that you know it wouldn't it wouldn't be playable
1: yeah see i I don't think people Um, think about the fact that when you see joe bonamassa buying up every single one of these like anything 52 through 69 um, no one considers the fact that Bonamassa also has at least, and I mean at least, one guitar tech personally working just for him and literally no one else who their whatever $200 an hour job is to make these guitars awesome, whether yeah. they're dogs or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In as vintage correct a way as possible. And you know, if you're Bonamassa, you can afford to do that with a with one of these outrageously priced vintage guitars. If you're a yeah. regular human being, you better hope you buy the right vintage guitar when you're hunting, and not just the one time, the one opportunity you <laughs> get to. Yeah
2: yeah. You know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there there are a lot of collectors that um that that do that, and they call guys like me to, you know, to sort of dial them in. Um. And you know, there's there's a lot of those collectors that I've turned away because I I just I can't, I can't I just can't stand that 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 mentality. Like these things were were made to be played, you know, um, I, not not you know, sort of shoved under the stairs and then go golfing with your buddies and, and brag about mm-hmm. all the guitars that you own.
1: I I will agree with you, Ed. Like um, I've I've owned some '90s Gibsons, um, and. Uh, played a lot more and played a lot of 80s Gibsons and stuff and there there's some magic in the early 90s stuff and, and the late 80s stuff yeah um you know the early 80s stuff is pretty cool and same to late 70s stuff but it's a little more you gotta less consistent <laughs> um
2: yeah the, the the early 80s stuff uh Fender and Gibson early early to mid late 80s um uh, is really, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, if you're looking for a really good vintage, uh, Les Paul Strat Telly, uh, get one from the eighties, it'll be affordable and it'll be a, chances are it'll be a much better instrument, just better built instrument than one from the 70s, or well, or the 60s in some cases. Yeah,
1: we're also, we're hitting a weird era where that stuff is starting to climb in value. It's getting, mm-hmm. getting interesting.
2: It is, yeah. There's a yeah. guy on well, would... uh,
1: our local Facebook that has a 92 Explorer for sale, mm-hmm. and I, I, I'm really like, oh, man, I'd love to I'd love to get another one of those in my paws. Unfortunately, the finish has been modified quite heavily. Uh, poorly relict, if I may be so bold. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Um, and so the the asking price is too high. It it should be eleven hundred dollars, twelve hundred. Yeah,
2: I was gonna say and I was gonna uh, say twelve to fifteen. Yeah, yeah.
1: And he's he's you know seventeen is where he's at, and it's just like no, <laughs>
2: the finish for that. Yeah, thing no, it's, for that it's, mod, it's just no way. Yeah, yeah. And,
1: which is too bad because uh, you know you don't see a ninety two Explorer pop up very often. Which, yeah. Oh well, is that that one with the funky stripes on it? no it's uh it was a black guitar it's it's all of the edges have been relic to look like somebody somehow uh rubbed their arm over every corner area like a hundred thousand times
2: yeah oh belt belt sander relic yeah my favorite
1: yeah (laughs) um and i i I don't want to i don't know if it was the seller or if it was somebody else that did it It doesn't matter the the finish is what the finish is it's you know the value's gone by quite a bit (laughs) at that point
0: yeah, that's the that's one. That's the one. Yeah. Sorry, I thought that was actually something
1: like pinstriping. Ah. Uh, yeah. Cool guitar. And uh I, I had uh I had a ninety seven Explorer, which is obviously five years later than that. Um man what a nice guitar that one was. Ninety two would be primo. I just saw the seller. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I I think there's some magic in those. I, I'm with you, man. I, I think uh
2: Good, yeah, it's a good era. It's a, it's a good era for Gibson and for Fender. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, you know I what? mean, that, that, that's, that's why... Sorry, that, go. That, sorry, that, that's, that's why, I, um, you know, if you're going to spend that kind of money, uh, and, and if you're not attached to the nostalgia of it, um, and, and that's my biggest competition is nostalgia, right? Everybody wants what their heroes played. Um, and I get it, of course, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those guys too. I love all that kind of stuff. Um, but if you're not really attached to the nostalgia or if you can sort of get past it, uh, if you're going to spend that kind of money, buy something local and independently made, mm-hmm. cause it's going to be, it's going to be just as good, if not better. And if anything ever goes wrong to it with it, it's, uh, it's going to go back to the actual person that built it. Yep, that created yeah. it. It's not. It's not just going to disappear into the back room of a, of a Long McQuaid. Well,
1: I, I will say that's know, also some... why I love buying used,
2: though. Um, sure, yeah. You know, yeah. used
1: is like, it's just a fellow person like me. I'm
2: <laughs> putting yeah. money in
1: their pocket. So.
2: yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah.
1: But I, I, sorry, I don't mean to take away from your point because I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I, there's, um, now is the as far as i'm concerned we're in the just this golden era right now of of there's so many builders out there pedals amps guitars you yeah. name it the guitar world is honestly we're kind of flooded and a lot of these builders are not going to be around in 10 years um but yeah that's the, true uh, tragically yeah tragically yeah uh, and and that that is sad to say and i've already seen some really great ones go out of business um but it's it is a buyer's market for cool gear
2: right now yeah. and there's
1: there's an independent maker out there building your dream right now mm-hmm.
2: and it's yeah and you don't even know it yeah it's, yeah
1: you know whatever you can think of somebody's out there doing it or they're doing something darn close to it yeah or they'll make it for yeah. because they do custom everything yeah
0: it's it's um, crazy once you like because i think you know because i just as our, as all our most of our regular listeners know i've ordered a more guitar out of uh denmark And that guitar is just about as close to the dream offset that I could possibly imagine. It is, it checks all the boxes. Mm -hmm. Um, And in searching and knowing Dan and looking at what he does and and doing this podcast, we've, you know, broadened our horizon, so to speak, uh, as to all the, the alternate builders that are out there. There are, there are hundreds and you find like, Oh, this guy, like this particular builder is building the version of this kind of guitar that I yeah. is it, you know, and they, you know, there's yeah. there's somebody doing something that that is their thing, and they're they've you just don't know they exist yet. Yeah. And I mean, let's
1: take our let's take our our, our buddy Frederick for mm-hmm. example. Um, he's doing he'll he'll he does custom builds to mm-hmm. your your kind of request. and uh you might pay twenty eight hundred dollars. To custom out one of his orbitrons going pretty elaborately too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um and that is cheap.
2: Yeah, I mean what what do you pay for for an R7 or an R8?
1: Oh my gosh, those are hitting 4800, right. $4, $5000 for Yeah, for and they're not both. worth it.
2: What's that? I don't know what that is.
1: Uh that's the the vintage um like the period correct Les Pauls. Oh. Yeah. R7 is the 57 uh, 1957 kind of reissue, you know, replica. Yeah. 58, 58. R nine to fifteen, you know. yeah, gotcha. Um, and and if I may say so, if you're gonna buy a new Les Paul, and you want, and you're insisting like, I know it has to be brand new off the shelf, I think those are the ones to get. But the prices are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I've said this on the show before, They're you're charging. Uh, Gibson is charging, you know, anywhere from. What, you, what is it? What do you think, Ed? $48 to $6,500, depending on the one you're getting?
2: Yeah, sounds about right, yeah.
1: Um, to get a guitar that is correctly spec to how they made them in the late 50s. Yeah. Now, if you take Gibson's pricing in the late 50s and adjust it for inflation, it's the same as a Les Paul standard goes for today. And I mean a Les Paul standard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The regular right. factory one, not these R9s, R8s, R7s. Why is one of these R7s like almost 100% more price like 200% the price it's it's crazy
2: well it's uh, it's it's marketing and and they know their demographic very well so if if you think about the demographic that's buying them um you know where first of all we're we as a society we're doing pretty well here in Canada right you know sure. there's there's people I... People have, for the most part, a, a lot of people. Certainly, the people that would buy something like that, they obviously have some disposable income, um, and uh, and and they're aficionados. But they're also tied to the nostalgia of owning an instrument like that. Uh, it's it's still iconic. It's still an iconic instrument, and um, and uh, you know they've got that custom shop sort of sort of bespoke you know they, they feel like they're getting something very special or very limited um, but the other thing and this is the big thing is that it's not $6,500 it's $76 a month that yeah, pay, or whatever it financing. is that they're paying to finance well, I, I guess
1: here's here's so my oh sorry I'm cutting
2: that, well that, that that's that's the selling feature is that it's it's all of those things right it's it's uh you know uh, limited edition and and nostalgia and, you know, 57-spec, uh, new old stock, custom shop, blah, 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 blah. But we can finance it per month as well.
1: Yeah, the, the the viewpoint on this that drives me batty, and the viewpoint I'm coming from here, is if we adjust for inflation, a less Paul standard price really hasn't changed much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... In the fifties or sixties, you got a 59 or a 60. Yeah. last Paul. Like yeah. you, you got like the holy gazunga of, of these guitars, things. Yeah, yeah. And now you're paying the same price, but you're getting the, the Nashville factory standard, which Mass gets produced. Yeah. very little hands on time. It's all factory built. Like yeah. it's a completely different spec. It just looks very similar. Yeah. Um, But so you're paying you're paying the same price for a way crappier instrument in comparison.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, If 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 you're looking for something vintage spec, go go buy a. uh, Um. Uh, what's his name? Tom. uh, Rossi. This is. Is I'm so bad bad with names. No. Um. Uh. Oh, he's out of Guelph. Oh, oh, hopefully I, you edit. I, I want to know. Hopefully, no, hopefully, I don't. <laughs> hopefully you, hopefully you edit this part out because I should remember his name.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'm gonna start Google searching here.
2: because
1: yeah. um, I'm, I'm very curious. Because uh,
2: Bartlett, there you go, Bartlett. Tom Bartlett. Go buy, go buy a Tom Bartlett. Tom Bartlett guitars. Okay. What he does is uh, absolutely astonishing.
1: Oh yeah, I know, I know Bartlett guitars, man. My brain was. Yeah, yeah. he's crushing it, man. So, and that's what kinda, he does is
2: astonishing. That's kind of he, my
1: point
0: is earlier too. It's like there's somebody building that retrospect axe
1: at a fraction of the cost. Well, I wouldn't call these a fraction of the well, cost. His,
2: his aren't his aren't a fraction of the cost, but but I mean this guy it was so obsessed with making an absolute perfect replica that he actually had original like pickup rings. Um molecularly reverse engineered so that he could have sheets of plastic made exactly the same way that they were made in the fifties so that he could cut his pick guards and, and, and pick up rings. Hmm. He, he found, he found like with his, with his pin router, he found the exact uh, spiral on the tool bit that was used to cut the, the pickup route so that it would leave the same tool marks. That's dedication. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Absolutely. So if, if you want true, true vintage spec, go buy Tom Bartlett, like put your money where your mouth is. I would say that. Right? And, and go, for go buy one of those. For
0: me personally, that's too much.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, but I you don't, know what?
0: but I don't, I, I, I personally, yeah, I know. I personally <laughs> wouldn't like, wouldn't need that to be satisfied. Um, Well, you know, the the,
1: guitar of that quality spec, I would say. I agree. Yeah.
0: I agree. So that was, and further to my point, there are other people, maybe not building the down to the tooling remake of those guitars, but they're building of. Equal or superior quality instruments with sure, modern for techniques sure. for yeah. less cost, and you have more personal
1: input into what that guitar is. Personally, I don't mind yeah. a high cost guitar if the if the payoff is there. You know, like a, like you're get the, you're more guitar. I'm not. We're not going to talk the numbers. It's expensive, but it's it's not like it's not ouchy. Yeah, but it's ouchy with a reason. I mean, mm-hmm. the the time Dan yeah. spends on your guitar is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Frederick makes any money off his guitars, <laughs> but
0: he's his, but his he's building he's really building good. that high high quality instrument at a cost that that uh, I would not go and give Gibson or Fender that much money. I would go and see Curtis. Yeah, see, I, yeah, I, he's. I, I would go. With he's the,
2: building sort of Ernie Ball quality uh, quality instruments for sure.
1: Yeah, I I, I would I would go with a smaller builder just because yeah. uh, you know. Well, like we've already discussed, I'm happy with '90s Gibsons, or I'm even happy with 20 early 2010 and earlier Gibsons. That
2: yeah,
1: I don't need to spend seven thousand dollars on an R7 or an R9. Yeah. Like I no, it's not my it's not my bag. I mean, my my buddy Eric has an R8 um, Canada Special Edition, um, and it's my favorite Les Paul I've ever touched by a mm. wide degree, and I love that thing um and lord knows if i ever see one for sale used I'll, and i can swing it i'll i'll probably buy it but um you know to really get my my fix for that kind of vintage spec feel kind of a thing i absolutely would be happy with a bartlett or a frank brothers or something like that like there's
2: absolutely there's yeah people
1: out there building these things that i'm i'm just as gaga about and would be totally happy with
2: yep well and and ultimately i mean just it, it, same argument that we had with the vintage guitars too is you know just because it's vintage or just because it's an r7 or an r8 or a custom shop or or anything like that it doesn't mean that when you sit down and play it it's gonna it's gonna be an inspiring instrument for you
1: absolutely yeah you know as much it as might it... be for me uh
2: but <laughs> it, it might not be for you i don't know right
1: yeah yeah so that... we're,
2: we're all different and you're gonna you know you're gonna go out and spend that kind of money people spend that money without even playing the instrument which is what blows my mind
1: yeah that's correct that's that's where i like these independent builders man because you, you might spend that kind of high-end money and not play the instrument but their reputation and livelihoods is on the line if that instrument doesn't deliver mm-hmm. yeah so and it's... and
2: and they're they're uh especially you know guys guys like frank brothers and uh and bartlett like if if they if they get the slightest feeling that it's not going to be an inspiring instrument to play they'll probably saw it in half yeah and start over. Whereas,
1: you know, look at Gibson. They've they've 100% learned the lesson that they can put out dogs for literally years.
2: Oh, and they have done. And yeah.
1: it almost has no effect. I mean, okay.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, they went bankrupt, but it wasn't because they were putting out dogs. It was because they bought too many other brands that were non-guitar focused. and mm. they, Yeah.
0: You know. Well, and they started doing some weirdness.
1: Yeah. But yeah. once they sold off the other brands and went back to just doing guitars, everybody just, you know... Gibson fanboys absolutely forgave them, and I I don't consider myself a Gibson fanboy anymore. I used to be pretty hard, mm-hmm. uh, and I still love a lot of their things. But um, think like we were we were talking about something to do with this earlier. Never mind, I'm interrupting. <laughs> I just um, to you know it, it, they they don't they don't have that. They don't have to care that much. Yeah, they just don't, and that's not what. Yeah, they, game
2: they've is. got such throughput, and and they've got you know they they know their demographic. They're they're kind of they're they're, they're kind of not really, uh, with the exception of their more high end stuff, I would say they're kind of not really a, a guitar builder anymore. They're more of a finance company. They sell widgets. It might as well be widgets. They're they're just that that is just their medium, you know.
1: Mm, almost yeah. You know that uh, that R eight I mentioned earlier and and how I would flip my lid to buy one, um, about eight years ago. In my hometown of Grand Prairie, uh, one showed up in a cash Canada pawn shop, and they wanted way too much money for it. But of you know, they made seventy five of these things, yeah. so I was like, I'm gonna look at it and just and just see. And right. it felt and played poopy. You know, it's yeah. it's the exact same model down to the limited run of seventy five yeah. as my buddies, my favorite Les Paul ever. Felt bad. Yeah. So
2: yeah, and I I uh, I mean I'm I, I hope that you know you you've been you've been playing guitar long enough that you can tell if a guitar is sort of one good setup away from being a really great instrument to play.
1: I mean I right I'm confident enough in my tech skills and my abilities that I can make most guitars play passably well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if not exceptionally well for me, but. Yeah. I don't want an instrument that like requires a deep level of that to get there.
2: <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah, if that, the price that's the thing with me. If it's, if it's, uh, cause I, cause I can see that, right. I, I pick up an, uh, a vintage instrument and, uh, and I'll play it and I can tell for the most part, um, you know what, this just needs a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And, and this is going to be a really inspiring guitar to play, but sometimes you pick it up. And you think, you know what, this, this just, I'll just slap some new strings on it, man. And then just sell it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know, well, like there's, there's things like, so a couple of weeks ago, Casper came real, real close to pulling the trigger on. In fact, he missed it by a couple hours and $50 basically. Yep. Uh, uh, pulling the trigger on uh, a robot SG mm-hmm. Um, yeah. that is, you know, I would have totally bought for, Six hundred bucks. Um, I wasn't going to. It was your. It was Casper's deal. Yeah. You know, Casper's really been wanting an SG since falling in love with mine. <laughs> I'm looking for a P90 SG though. Yeah. It's a little different. Yeah. But it's you know, you, you fell in love with it. And, and yeah. The weight, the feel. Yeah. Yep. Um, I would absolutely buy a robot SG for the right price because I can rip everything off that thing and turn yeah. it into an <laughs> SG that I will love, but. The right price for me on one of those is five hundred bucks, six hundred bucks, mm-hmm. seven hundred tops, and that's for the robot SG standard with the fret over end binding. like, well, like this, got a-
0: this one was a yeah. robot SG special. Yeah. So no bindings. So no
1: bindings. Nothing. No frills. No
0: gimmicks. And you know what? I I was fully prepared to give the guy five hundred bucks because. Uh, it like the, the robot tuners didn't have a charger anymore. And like, there was, there was things Not wrong you with were it. Gonna use no, I was going to turf it all anyways. <laughs> anyway. Right. I was going to chuck it all anyways. But the yeah, thing but about weren't... that was he agreed that that was going to be the thing. And we were, I was going to pick it up the next day if he didn't get a call about it. And then he took yeah. the price tag and <laughs> cut it in half and cut the difference in half between my offer and his asking price. And then it and, and it, it sold, and, yeah. and got it sold. So I was like, damn, right. you know, and he didn't even like <laughs> talk to me about it. So I was like, Gosh. Wasn't meant
2: to be. No, it man. wasn't.
0: So I'm I'm looking all over for. I mean, I would even settle for a, a new Epiphone.
2: Peanut. I a- have a, I have a little box at work filled with robot
1: <laughs> <hate> tuners
2: that. <laughs> that people have asked me to rip off and and put in real tuners. Yep. There's a part of me that's... Uh, and I, I'm probably just going to throw them in the garbage.
1: <laughs> let's let's talk after the show. There's a part of me that's tempted by that idea. I want to, maybe I'll slap those on something. If,
2: no, you <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't inflict don't those me. things <laughs> on anybody. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'm <laughs> a technical <laughs> guy and, and, you know, I had to watch three or four YouTube videos just to figure out how to restring that rotten.
1: Thing. oh i know man i was that's that's the period i was working music retail still it was the store was along McQuaid, but it was during the release of all those robot guitars yeah and uh that yeah i i was uh at the time um i was managing the guitar department which in along McQuaid is like 60 percent of the store yeah <laughs> uh and those stupid things i i was i had to kind of like Kibosh anybody else restringing them because if you turn the stupid machine heads wrong, you wreck them. Yeah, if you don't restring it or use the machine as exactly as they're intended to be operated, you wreck them. And then you got to order the stupid Tronical tuners, and oh, it was a, a nightmare. Yeah, and,
2: and that was that was um, the, the former head of Gibson, uh, Henry, what's yeah. his name, Jack Offowitz, or whatever just, his name. <laughs>
1: Henry. His, I, I never uh, knew how to pronounce his last name properly. It was just or something like that. It,
2: it was Jack Offowitz. Is is uh, that's how it's pronounced? Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he actually said that he wanted the the robot guitars to be his legacy. I know. And I thought it was like okay, you here here <laughs> you, yeah, here you have a company that, with the exception of the '70s Volute. Um, you have a company that's never done anything to try to resolve the fact that your headstocks pop off at the most inopportune times. And then you turn around and design something that is a perfectly legitimate excuse to purposely break off the headstock. <laughs> 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 right. Well, just like, <laughs> and what, that's your legacy. What if, what, like. <laughs> okay.
1: How did he go from being the guy? That, Cause I'll, I will give Henry credit. He rescued Gibson when he and his investors bought the company. They immediately turned around and released the, like the legacy models and brought the, the brand back from the brink in the eighties. That was Henry. Um, So how do you go from being that guy who takes it from, yeah. make, you know, trying to make superstrat copies of fenders that are decked out with Floyd's and stuff, brings it back yeah. to making proper Les Paul's and proper guitars again. How do you go from oh, that the, guy, the,
2: the Gibson? The was it called the U two? The Gibson U two was it oh, called that, uh, or the N two or something? Man,
1: they had everything. They had the, oh, wow. the Gibson Victory guitars.
2: I have. They had the, I have the
1: Corvus. Uh,
2: <laughs> I have. I have three Gibson Victory guitars.
1: Oh, really? I'd actually like to get my hands yeah. on one of those things, but they're yeah, they're they were um, a terrible mistake by the company. But I'd I'd like to.
2: They're they're really interesting. Um, really so interesting. It's
1: it's amazing to me that he went from being that guy. To being the same guy that shoved the robo tuners down everybody's throats and and almost and blew the brand. So, like, does mercury yeah. poisoning take a long time? <laughs> yeah, lead you know, lead paint yeah, chips, something, something. Man. <laughs> Anybody with a yeah. pencil mustache in this day and age, you know, is a bit of a supervillain. And so, <laughs> it was. Somebody should have known from the beginning. Like, oh, this Henry guy's not right. <laughs>
2: I, I just, I just wish they would, they would just open up their nineteen sixty eight catalog, and just build that. Yep, that would be right. Just do that. Just, just don't, just stop it. Stop, <laughs> just stop. Just stop it, and just build that. Make sure you <laughs> enunciate that T. I was so
1: excited when they announced they were going to be doing a reissue of the the Les Paul Deluxe. I was like, yes, this is it, baby. We're going to get. the Mini humbuckers with the screw holes, not Firebird pickups shoved in Les Paul. Yeah. get the extra those big Those mini humbuckers stocks. are fabulous,
2: man. I love those.
1: Packs. I They're amazing. Yeah, I, lo- I yeah, like them a great. lot. they uh, sound
2: great. We're going to get yeah. the
1: extra big headstock. We're going to get the volute. Nope. It was a, it was a Les Paul standard with, uh, I'll give them, they put the right mini humbuckers in it, but that was it. That was the only thing they did. Yeah. And they called it a Les Paul Deluxe. It was just like, nope. Oh, come on. It's, so close, yeah. but so far. No. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, and that's, that, that's what I try and... That, that's what I'm... I would like to do... At, my legacy, perhaps, is... You know, I remember being a, a 14-year-old kid thumbing through the, the pages of Guitar Player magazine and seeing a, a picture of a Les Paul... You know, and in, in an ad, right? And and thinking, man, if I could just get a Les Paul, then you know, I'll I'll really be a great player. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, yeah. that would that would totally <laughs> legitimize my, you know, my my uh, picking up an instrument at all is if I could just get one of those, you know. And um and I w- I would like to create that, but for a Canadian brand because we don't really have that that level of nostalgia. With any Canadian instrument, no, it's true that I can think of.
1: Not really, even even Goden's been around for quite a long time, and nobody has that. Uh, yeah, has that feeling with any particular model. They like the brand. Yeah,
2: but solid guitars. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a yeah. it's an incredible brand. You know, yeah. really really great instruments. Um, yeah, loads of fun to play, great quality. But they
1: um, don't have a legendary model that people crave.
2: there's yeah there's just the the nostalgia how do you create the nostalgia because that's that is apparently what sells guitars
1: uh to a certain generation i think that's why we're seeing this this new generation of builders and stuff all over the place and making stuff all over the place in different ways is because the generation that always bought the big g the big f and the and those few legacy brands uh yeah that generation's retired or dying yeah, and so there's room yep. for other brands to thrive now. I and I, I don't know if I'm being a little harsh they're,
2: here, but they're 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 too busy buying Fieros and putting <laughs> Ferrari stickers on them. <laughs> you they've know, they've do, already bought all the guitars they want. Now, we do, now we they now do have
1: Ferrari. two Canadian brands that are kind of, well, I would even say three. Uh, Garnet Amps is still going. They've kind of rebuilt yeah. themselves. Yeah. Um, and are doing their their classic products and stuff. They're very small you know. output, but they're doing it.
2: Uh, and Trainer.
1: And t- yeah. and trainer. trainer, yeah.
2: Trainer's great, too.
1: Um, Fury Guitars.
2: Yeah, they're coming back. They're coming back. And Odyssey And so guitars. is Odyssey. You were yeah. saying last time we spoke. Yeah, yeah, Odyssey's coming
1: back. They are back. They've they officially are back. relaunched their first model.
2: But are they building in Canada? No.
1: And they won't See. be. There's...
2: Um,
1: and and to be honest, with Odyssey, I don't know if I don't know if it's the worst idea that they're getting their guitars made overseas and then doing setups and stuff here.
2: Um, yeah, just
1: because the Odyssey generation is that retired and dying generation. Um, yeah, I
2: can't. They, it's not something that I would be interested in
1: if it's not made you know, in Canada.
2: I, I mean, uh, yeah, for yeah. sure. You know, it's. I mean, I think it's great that they're that they're rekindling that that brand, um, but you know, come on, man, give me something made in Canada. It well, was a Canadian brand to begin with.
1: I'm hoping that if they can get their feet under them, they'll uh, you know they'll open a custom shop or something, and uh, yeah, or yeah. uh, a, a Canadian-made division. Yeah,
2: um, that'd be
1: good. Uh, they they did just release their, like, <laughs> really interesting. Casper and I were just talked about this before we yep. called you. Really strange move. Interesting move. Um, if uh, anybody out there and our listeners, we're going to have to wrap this up quick. Our show's getting on an hour and a half at this point. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the hardcore punk band from the early 80s, DOA. Um, right. Do you, you know them, Ed? Yep. Okay. I, yeah, you never know who knows them and who doesn't, but <laughs> legendary band in that field. And, uh, you know, they did shows with Black Flag and stuff. They were one of the, the like, the, the the bands that birthed hardcore. And yeah. uh, so they're, they're front man and only original member still. And all the original members have died at this point, other than this guy, I think. Uh, Joey Keithley. Um, he and Odyssey somehow got together, Uh, Sean from Odyssey and him got talking, and they made a Joey Keithley signature edition.
2: Great. Um,
1: (laughs) Which, you know, Joey's, Joe Keithley was renowned for playing this old 70s SG, the, you know, the the walnut brown with the small block inlays. Yep. Sticker laden. Sticker covered, yeah. And that's all he's ever played since the get-go. So somehow he and, and Odyssey got together, and they put out a Joe Keithley signature model, and it's an SG shape, uh, obviously not named that. Um, headstock is different. Single we'll, humbucker. We'll call it an S, SG-ish <laughs>
2: shape. It's basically oh, an no. SGX. Yeah. I remember,
1: the SGX is from the 90s. So single humbucker, and uh, it comes in two colors, neither of which is the... The brown, which is I thought was odd, It comes in kind of a yeah. mustard, mustard yellow and a and a flat black, right? Um, and that's the Joe Keithley Signature Edition. Weird, the weirdest huh. thing for me is that a this is being made by Odyssey Guitars, and that's not a model that was ever part of the Odyssey <laughs> Pantheon. They didn't make anything yeah. that looked like an
2: SG. Uh, it was
1: all well, yeah. with and, sandwiches, sandwiches. Some, some of the
2: Odyssey, some of the Odyssey guitars were very SG like.
1: Yeah, but they had they always had their own shape and their own very distinct thing going. on. Yeah, so but
2: it, it was you know it was a wraparound bridge with two humbuckers and a totally. fairly yeah, thin yeah. A, a fairly thin body, and uh, yeah, like so it,
1: it's but it's weird to me to see this like it's very distinctly like an SG, yeah, um, being pumped out by a Canadian brand that was known for completely different shapes. Um, well, I hope it works for them. I hope so too. It's a limited edition thing. But the weirdest part about this for me is they've those like stick-on pick holders. So Keith oh, no. has one of these stuck to he his He has one guitar. of those stuck to his guitar along with the bazillion stickers. So for some reason it comes with one stuck on the top of the guitar already. Oh, wow. And they've done it with this like easily it's they they say they've done it in a way that uh with this two-sided tape that removes with no mark or anything yeah. like that. And maybe that's true, maybe it's not. I don't know. I haven't held It
2: depends if they put it on when the finish was still wet. Uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> but it comes with that pre-installed, which is like, I wouldn't do that in a thousand years. <laughs> uh, I hate those things. Sort of why. <laughs> Anytime I see somebody who's stuck one of those to their guitar, I'm just like, oh, you, how could you do that to an innocent guitar? Like,
2: <laughs> Yeah. So I, it's not at least put it on the back of a headstock or something where I, where I don't have to see it. Yeah, this this one's stuck
1: right right where your forearm goes over. It's an it's an odd spot. And uh, and I get it. That's Joey's thing. He's, sure, what whatever
2: does. blows your hair back, man.
1: Um and I, you know, I hope it does well for him. I, I don't want to see anybody's uh business venture flop on them and that kind of thing. So, you know, if you're in a DOA, go check that out. Um, It is a limited run thing. It's surprisingly affordable. It's like 699 bucks. Not very expensive. Um, Yeah. There's a free ad for Odyssey guitars. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Interesting. Interesting move.
2: So. Well, and that's that's uh, that's a it's actually a smart move by them business wise to sort of to sort of help them launch their brand again. Uh, And I've had this discussion with with Frederick as well. You know, a lot of the a lot of the custom-made, sort of bespoke uh, um, instruments that you do get from independent builders, they they pretty much start at twenty five hundred bucks and go up, and um, and that's that's really cheap for you know an independently made guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, keeping in mind that you know there's there's six at least sixty hours that goes into these things, let alone the cost of the materials. So. You, you do the math, that's, that's actually, it's not a bad price, you know? Um, but, um, yeah, that, that's, uh, I've had the discussion with Frederick quite a bit is, uh, is, um, you know, how do we, how can we make a guitar that sort of comes in at the $1,800 range, uh, so that people get it, can get into a Canadian built guitar at the, in that price bracket, um, and still have the quality, and uh, you know, and still have have an instrument that they can have their whole life, you know. Mm. Um, and that that's a tricky thing. So that's a smart move on Odyssey's part to have a guitar that's in that price bracket, to sort of to help launch their brand and and have a, have um, a player with some credibility behind them to help build, build or, or rebuild the nostalgia behind the brand.
1: Yeah, I I, I think um, I think the idea was. You know, and this is all just my guesswork, and who knows if I'm right or wrong or whatever. But I think the idea is, you know, that it's a limited edition model, but get some cash flow underneath the company to, you know, get it on its feet and get it running and stuff. And uh, yeah, so, to that yeah, end, smart I, move. I, I hope it's successful. You know, I I, I definitely yeah. wish them all the best, and I'd, I'd love to see Odyssey back and kicking and obviously Canadian made to be premium for me and and for you as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love Canadian-made stuff. You know, that's that's my jam. And then, and, and uh, you know, and, and I love nostalgia too. So I, I want to see some nostalgia created in Canadian brands, especially guitars. Um, so if you're a if you're an up and coming and aspiring band, and uh, there's a local builder that's doing something pretty cool. Help them out. You know, mm. we, we we all need to we all need to do this a lot more. We need to be helping each other out a lot more. Not unlike what you guys are doing with this uh, wonderful podcast, connecting a lot of uh, a lot of different people from a lot of different places. But I, I think we also need to be helping out uh, local businesses and and uh, Canadian brands and try to build on the on the nostalgia and and promote them as best we can.
1: Absolutely. Oh, thank you, man. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I I think we stand with you in agreement on that. Awesome. Well, man, um, thanks for spending another couple hours with us. (laughs) Yeah.
2: My pleasure. (laughs) No one will
1: ever hear the first time around, but uh, we're excited that they'll hear this one. And, uh, you know, this
2: one's way better anyway.
1: <laughs> hey, the, the, the dress rehearsal was good, but, yeah. uh, no, we, we appreciate it, man. And, uh, it was nice to chat twice. Um, and, uh, you know, where, where would you suggest people best find you?
2: Uh, you can find me on Instagram at birchway sound. Uh, I'm on Facebook at Birchway Sound and um, BirchwaySound.ca or MyStrings.ca. Uh, it'll take you to the same website. Uh, both do a little bit of a different thing. So yeah, check it out. There'll be uh, there'll be more and more added as as the weeks go by.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks again, man, and and dear listeners, please do go check check out Birchway and and give them a follow. Uh, harass them on Instagram. Buy some stuff. Support a support a cool cat. Um, And we will uh, jibber-jabber at you in another week.